Hey everyone, welcome to what is the first episode of the Analyze and Educate News Roundup. Uh, this is something I wanted to wanted to get going. Um, I had some people on Instagram tell me this is something they would like to see. Uh, so I'll try and do this weekly. Um, you know, a li- little bit of review of what's going on in the world. So this will be from the 19th of January to yesterday, the 26th. So what do we got? We got uh, Houthi ballistic missile and drone strikes in Yemen. Uh, we got the SDF making moves against ISIS in Darazor. We got mortars hit in the Baghdad embassy yesterday, um, injuring one State Department employee. And then, of course, we have the 2019 novel coronavirus spreading from Wuhan to around China and around the world as well. Uh, Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, You know where to find us. Uh, Instagram, Analyze, Educate, all one word. Uh, Twitter, Analyze and Educate, same handle. Um, Yeah, thank you for supporting us. If this is something that you like, you know, uh, share it, subscribe to it, you know, tell your friends, family, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks again for listening. All right, so let's head right into it. So on the 19th, um, a Houthi ballistic missile and drone attack near the city of Marib, where there is a Yemeni military base, uh, killed 80 Yemeni soldiers and wounded 148, give or take. Um, Of course, casualty numbers like this have a certain margin of error attributed to them. So keep that in mind. Um, Obviously, this shows that the civil war in Yemen shows no signs of slowing down anytime soon. And that has been going on since 2014. Um, It will continue to be a hotspot in the Middle East and will continue to gather uh, attention on the world stage. On the 20th, the next day, the Syrian Democratic Forces announced that they recently killed Abu al-Ward near the city of Derazor. He was in charge of managing oil funds and funding sleeper cells for ISIS. This should be a big blow to the remaining ISIS forces, most of which operate from sleeper cells uh, in northeast Syria. Um without the ability to receive funding, um, they will not be able to carry out nearly as many attacks as they have been since the fall of the caliphate. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just keep watch, um, and see how this affects them. As I say, it, it should have a pretty big blow to their forces, to their ability to, uh, garner funds. Um, especially from captured oil supplies, which is something they had been doing since the caliphate was declared in 2014. That was a big source of their revenue is oil. So on the 23rd of January, an airstrike in Iraq killed a senior officer in Qatab Hezbollah. 
Um, it's unknown who launched that airstrike, and I haven't seen any other news about it since then. Um, people speculate it was either a U.S. or Israeli airstrike. Excuse me. Um, again, no official word on who exactly did it. Um, I tend to believe that it was an Israeli strike um, because the U.S. typically announces their airstrikes in the region, um, especially against Iranian-backed militias. Um, Israel has launched airstrikes against them in the past, um, and they rarely announce them. So also on the 23rd uh, in Australia, three American firefighters were killed when their C-130 crashed while they were fighting wildfires in the country. Uh, the U.S. has continually been deploying wildlife firefighters to assist the Australian government in fighting this recent round of wildfires that has completely devastated the country, especially in states like New South Wales. Um, so those firefighters were identified as Montana Air Guardsman Ian Macbeth, 18-year Air Force veteran Rick DeMorgan, and 20-year Marine Corps veteran Paul Hudson. Uh, may they rest in peace, and of course we're praying for their families um, and praying that these wildfires in Australia can be uh, put out quickly and that they have a relatively calm rest of their wildfire season, which has just started. So on the 26th of this month, uh, which was actually yesterday, um, five mortars were launched at the Baghdad embassy complex uh, within the green zone. Of course, that is the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. Three of those mortars did hit inside the compound, and it sounds like one Department of State employee was wounded. Um, I do know a few guys that are actually deployed to the embassy. I was able to get in contact with them, and everyone on the security side is doing good, so, so that's good here. Um, unclear as to uh, how or if uh, the U.S. will respond to this. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out. Also yesterday, the Afghan security forces launched 13 ground assaults and 12 airstrikes against Taliban forces in at least nine provinces in the country. Afghani government claimed that they killed 51 enemy fighters, wounded 13, and arrested six of them. Now this comes amid talks of resuming peace talks between uh, the Taliban and the U.S. Um, and it's important to note that in these peace talks, the Taliban actually refuses to allow the Afghani government a seat at the table because they see them as a U.S. puppet and therefore illegitimate as far as the peace talks go. So that's pretty much all we got for general world news. And then I'm going to move into this coronavirus that's been going around. Before I do that, let us bring it to a commercial break real quick and we'll be right back. And we're back. So talking about the uh, novel coronavirus in Wuhan, China. So on the 21st of this month, the new strand of coronavirus was really 
uh, revealed to the world. It was discovered in uh, Wuhan, which is a major city in Hubei province, China. Um, so there's there's speculation as to when this uh, strand of virus was actually discovered. Um, I've seen mid-December. Um, I've seen late December. I saw, uh, I think, January 8th at one point. Um, most experts seem to agree that it was discovered in mid-December. Um, you have people going into hospitals in Wuhan, um, basically being diagnosed with pneumonia, um, but something was off about it, right? Um, and then I, I guess after, you know, so many people started coming in, Chinese officials had actually realized they had a completely new virus on their hands. Um, and then it was sort of reported to uh, the world media um, at some point thereafter, again, uh, not exactly sure how long Chinese officials knew that they had a new virus on their hands before they reported it to the world. Um, all we can really do is speculate at this point. Uh, by the 21st of January, at least 222 infections were reported in East Asia, uh, at that point, that was worldwide. The virus had not spread outside of East Asia. The vast majority of those were in Hubei province, China, which, of course, is uh, the epicenter of the virus. Um, also, at that point, at least six people were killed by the virus. A handful of infections were reported in Beijing, of course, capital of China, <clears throat> excuse me, in Thailand, um, South Korea, and Japan. But at this point, the virus had not left Asia, at least in the beginning of the day. Now, by the end of the day, the uh, U.S. CDC, the Central for Disease Control Center for Disease Control, excuse me, had actually announced the first case of the Wuhan coronavirus in the U.S., and that was in Seattle, Washington. Uh, it sounds like the gentleman had actually recently traveled from Wuhan, um, and he was reported to be, he was still hospitalized, but he was reported to be in good condition. The next day, they were trying to reach out to, I believe, 16 um, potential individuals that he had come into close contact with um, to basically monitor them and, and make them aware of the situation. Now, governments around the world actually took measures to screen for the virus. Um, especially in airports, and, and they did this um, not only because they were afraid of um, the severity of, of the spread of the virus, um, but because millions of Chinese citizens were traveling around the world for the Lunar New Year. Um, and of course, that breeds, you know, perfect conditions for the virus to spread, right? So the next day, on the 22nd, uh, at least 571 confirmed cases um, worldwide, 17 killed at least. Uh, new cases were reported, excuse me, in Hong Kong and Macau, city of Wuhan, which holds 11.1 million people, was quarantined by the Chinese government. 
next day of the 23rd city of, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, uh, Izhao and Wanang were added to quarantine measures so that brought the total to um, approximately 20 million people under quarantine. And those three cities are all in Hubei province. New cases were reported in Vietnam and Singapore. Um, the Chinese government actually canceled uh, public Lunar New Year celebrations, and they did ban indoor gatherings of more than 100 people. So Chinese government is taking fairly drastic measures to combat the spread of this virus. Um, also on the 23rd, infections were confirmed in, confirmed in uh, Xinjiang province, which is uh, infamous for housing internment camps for Chinese Muslims. The conditions in the camp are said to be poor, leading to health concerns. Uh, tour, tourist attractions, uh, including Disney World, Shanghai, and the Forbidden City in Beijing were actually closed by Chinese officials. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a blow to uh, not, not just the Chinese economy, but the world economy, right? Um, major tourist attractions, right? Probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in revenue. Um, being lost because these attractions were closed until further notice. Um, but of course, that affected the global stock markets, right? You got a lot of people um, being skeptical of the situation, uh, to put it nicely. Um, and that causes the market to go down. So also on the 23rd, the Central Military Commission for the Chinese Communist Party ordered the People's Liberation Army, which is, of course, the Chinese military, to mobilize and reinforce law enforcement uh, in order to enforce quarantine measures in those three cities. PLA did also deploy medical teams to the city of Wuhan to assist uh, overworked and uh, undermanned um, medical personnel in the city that are dealing with this virus. The U.S. Department of State ordered non-emergency personnel and their families to depart Hubei province immediately, and other governments are starting to follow in suit. Next day on the 24th, the death toll hit 41 at least. Uh, 1,300 infections were confirmed worldwide. And more cities were added to the quarantine, bringing the total number of cities quarantined on the 24th to 16, totaling uh, approximately 46 million people. Um, this is unprecedented, historically speaking, and experts are skeptical, to say the least, um, as to if this will be effective. Rumors are going around that at least 300,000 people escaped Wuhan before quarantine measures actually went into effect. The British government is currently tracking down 2,000 people within the UK that recently entered from the city of Wuhan um, in order to keep this virus from spreading to the United Kingdom. Some doctors in Wuhan and around the world are actually speculating that 100,000 people could have been affected by this virus and that the Chinese government is giving out incredibly misleading statistics. 
Three cases were confirmed in France, bringing the virus to Europe. That's, uh, yeah, that's, um, crazy, crazy. Introducing the virus to a whole new continent. Also, the CDC announced the second case in the U.S., this time being in Chicago. Same thing. Uh, I believe an elderly woman recently returned from Wuhan. Um, She stated that she did not have a lot of contact with uh, people since returning from the city. Um, So we'll see how that plays out. So far... Uh, on the 24th, cases uh, were, of course, reported in China, the U.S., France, uh, Hong Kong, Macau, South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Nepal, Thailand, and Singapore. Uh, lastly, on the 24th, the incubation period was confirmed to be about 15 days. Now, for those who don't know, the incubation period is essentially when um how long from the time that you are actually infected to when you start seeing symptoms, right? So for instance, I could have been infected 14 days ago without knowing it. And then tomorrow I basically wake up feeling like shit, um, right? Takes, takes time for you to start showing symptoms. Um, health officials in China, though, have confirmed that the virus can be spread um, by human-to-human contact even if you have not shown symptoms yet. So that is important. Now, the CDC says they have not seen any evidence of that, but keep in mind um, that does not mean that that's not how it works. Um, and, you know, China has at this point 1,300 cases and we have two. So just keep that in mind. Next day on the 25th, new cases were actually reported in Australia and Malaysia, bringing the number of nations, um, with infections to 13. Two more cities in Hubei province were added to quarantine measures, bringing the total to 18. Uh, give or take 56 million people under quarantine in Hubei province. Several American universities in China have suspended their start dates until further notice. U.S. and French authorities are planning to evacuate personnel and civilians from the city of Wuhan that are currently trapped under quarantine. And that brings us to yesterday, the 26th. Australia confirmed its fifth case of the virus. Uh, The U.S. confirmed three more cases, one in Arizona and two in Southern California. That, of course, brings the total in the U.S. to five. The CDC has said that they expect more cases. Death toll worldwide has hit over 80, and uh, over 27 infections have been reported worldwide as well. The Chinese government has extended the Lunar New Year holiday to February 2nd in order to curb infections. Beijing has closed all schools until further notice. That includes kindergartens and colleges. Hong Kong has declared a state of emergency and banned residents of Hubei province from entering 
the city as well as anyone who has visited Hubei province within the past two weeks. Professor Neil Ferguson is a public health expert at Imperial College, and he is currently working with the World Health Organization to make a model of the disease. He predicts that around 100,000 people could have been infected. So, Professor Neil Ferguson is a public health expert at Imperial College. He predicts that around 100,000 people could have been infected, um, but he also gives that a range between 30,000 and 200,000, excuse me. Um, so, with that being said, don't want to f- really freak anyone out with this information. Um, but with that being said, you know, just stay cautious, keep up with the news, uh, do simple stuff, you know, wash your hands, um, you know, cover your mouth when you sneeze and cough and, you know, stuff like that. Um, wouldn't hurt to get some disposable masks, maybe gloves, hand sanitizer, that kind of stuff. Um, and with that being said, that is all we got for today. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the Analyze and Educate podcast. Like I said before, you could find us on Instagram at Analyze Educate, all one word. You could find me on my personal at Kirko408 on Instagram. You could find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, anywhere you find your podcast. Really like, share, subscribe, review the podcast, whatever you got to do, spread the word. The support helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. I hope you liked this episode. Um, Hit us up. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me what you want to see. You know, whatever you want to tell me, just hit us up. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time.